Hey, so check this out. Our friend Scott Kettner has a new website. It's called worlddrumlessons.com. And for our listeners, because you're so special, he is offering a special coupon for one month free lessons in either Madaka 2 or Pandeiro or both. Hey, why don't you do both since it's free? So if you head on over to thebrazilianbeat.com, you'll find some coupons for these online classes. And if you are not familiar with Scott, he is an amazing educator and musician, and he knows his shit. Excuse my French. If you go to the website and you um, log on, you'll find all kinds of videos, PDFs, just so much information about these two genres. And he's going to be having more videos and information on different topics. But for now, why don't you take these two free classes that he's offering? I've done the some of the Madaka 2 work on here. I can't do all of it because there's so much. I, I, I'm working on it, okay? So um, I play Abe. If I want to go work on my Kaisha chops or on different techniques or different styles of the different Madaka 2s in Hesifi, I can go check out these references on worlddrumlessons.com. So... Take advantage. Go to the Brazilian Beat, get that coupon, sign up for worlddrumlessons.com for this free trial, and who knows, you'll probably sign up forever because you like it so much. So take advantage. Worlddrumlessons.com. Go there. How is it going, everybody? Welcome to the Brazilian Beat. Join us as we get to know the Brazilian percussion and music-making community one interview at a time. This is Courtney. I am here, Solzinho, today. It's just me. Um, Diana's going to do the outro, but um, I know it's been a while since we've released an episode, but we've got a, a really good one for you today. This is one that I did when I was in Rio. Um, I met this person, Clarissa Altman, when I was in the Tijuca Quadra, and she, it was just like an amazing meeting. She's a wonderful person. We became really um, tight friends, and she showed me all around um, Rio, and she's just a wonderful <laughs> friend and tour guide and player and, and everything. So um, I hope you guys really enjoy this show, but a little bit more about her. Got her bio here. Clarissa is from Austria. She was born in 1975, and from the age of 6 to 16, she played a bunch of different instruments, the flute, the fanfare, trumpet, piano, and guitar. She first encountered samba um, in 2001, but what she says is she calls her first real samba experience was in 2016 at a Batucada masterclass in Germany. The instructor was Ivo Mireles, and he's from Mangueira Samba School. She fell in love with... Rio Samba, Batucada, as a lot of you guys have and I have. She ended up founding her own samba group called Baturim. That was in the summer of 2007, and she is still directing that. You can find them at www.baturim.at, and you spell that B-A-T-U-R-I-M. During the following year, she had more Batucada Masterclass workshops with Attila Gomez, 
from Imperio Sahano and Vila Isabel and Nilo Sergio from Portela. She has rehearsed with almost all schools from Grupo Especial in Rio, like Tejuca, Vila Isabel, Manguera, Salguero, Granjijillo, Imperatriz, Anastasio uh, de Sa. She has paraded with the tambourine through the Sambodromo since 2013, almost every year, <laughs> with Alegria Gizona Sul, and since 2015 with Portela. Um, there's a uh, video we'll have a link to on our website of, of the Ensayo Technico with her playing with Portela. And then um, in 2016, she was with Tread de Sal. In 2017, she stayed three months in Rio to rehearse as much as possible, playing shows with Portela for television and New Year's Eve shows and things like that. She also paraded with Portela in Carnival that year. And that was the year that Portela won, so that was quite an experience. She talks about that in the episode. She also did her first parade with Estacio Jusa. Uh, she did an open cer- opening ceremony with Tejuka. In 2018, she returned and paraded this past year, well, this year, with Portela and Estacio. And then she also did a bunch of rehearsing and parading with different blocos around, around Rio in the build-up to Carnival. She's also a member and one of the tambourine directors of Bloco She or Bloco X since 2007. If you want to learn more about Bloco She's, um, listen to our episode number 28 with Chris Quaid Cotu. He is one of the people that started that and he goes, he, we ask him a lot of questions about it and he goes into a lot of detail. Um, I highly recommend that. And I think that it's something we should think about starting here in the United States. I think that would be a really cool thing that could bring bring a lot of players together. Jimmy Biala, I'm looking at you. She is also one of the mysteries from Bloco Corazal, founded in 2011. And these are, Bloco Corazal is um, Saba groups from Austria, Hungary, Serbia, Serbia, Slovakia, Poland, and guest players and dancers from all over the rest of Europe. But it's kind of like an Eastern European um, version of Bloco X, it sounds like. Her favorite instrument, or her instrument of the heart, is the tambourine. She not only plays, but she also um, teaches several different techniques for playing tambourine as well. And not only that, but she um, held her first Batucada workshop and had more than 70 participants at um, this big drum festival in uh, Slovakia in 2015. Her hobbies include traveling around Europe and playing and fest- playing samba and festivals and, and carnivals um, all throughout the year. So as you guys can tell, she's a badass and she's an amazing, wonderful person. So um, I hope you really pay attention to this episode and really take what you can out of it. She's a really wonderful person and um, I really appreciate her coming on. Thank you, Clarissa, for coming on. And I'm sorry, I want to apologize now because at the end... My stupid recorder um, crapped out, and it had to switch to the backup audio, which, well, we <laughs> we were sitting in a bookstore in the kids' section on tiny little kid chairs, and it was freezing in there. It was a funny, a funny situation, but um, I think I've got a picture of that. I'll put that up. So anyway, um, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode, and we'll talk to Diane on the way out. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Brazilian Beat. This is Courtney. I'm here in Rio in a bookstore in the little kids section with 
a wonderful new friend and my guide to Rio, um, Clarissa Altman. She's from Austria and she runs a group there and I'm just really excited to have the chance to sit down and interview her. Hello everyone, I'm happy to be here and um, let's uh, start this interview now. Awesome. So um, tell us where you're from and how you got started playing music. Kind of what it was like where you grew up. Okay, so I'm from Vienna and uh, my dad worked my dad worked um, in a like a store to get musical notes, classical, and uh, I grew up with him playing the piano. When he was a teenager, he uh, was playing guitar and drums, and he was singing. That's how he met my mom. And uh, so I grew up with music, not classical. He didn't play classical, but um, in the first, my first uh, music experience was in school. Everyone has to learn the flute, mm. and really? yeah. Everybody yeah, in first school, everyone is like starting with six years to speak and to write, not to speak, but to write. And uh, then you get a flute and you, uh, yeah, it's quite funny. I, I played the flute for Christmas until I was 20, I think. So um, then I took lessons in piano, also in school. And I started, um, yeah, when I was with the, with the scouts, I was in, um, in the music section. And uh, my sister, she was playing playing the little drum, which is compa compared to the kasha here. And I uh, started with fanfare, and then I turned. It's a fanfare. It's like a trumpet without um, ventil. Yeah. And then when I was like nine or ten, I got my trumpet, and uh, I switched to trumpet. And um, when I was like fourteen, I uh, started to play guitar. But only like to to make the beginning and then uh, I wanted to do it on my own and then there were other things and I wanted to experience some other instruments and yeah this was the beginning before Samba and this was all in Vienna yes everything in Vienna when did you first hear Brazilian music or how did you start what was your beginnings there so I never heard Brazilian music before and it was like we had an anniversary of my scout group, uh, scouts, and um, there was this samba group playing, some members of the scouts, there were also members of this samba group and uh, they had a surprise and they were, they were playing for this anniversary and I thought like wow that's nice and I just saw like first the tambourine and I thought like okay what they are playing I can also play and the little drum as well like kasha. And I thought, that's nice. I want to try this because I really liked it. Mm -hmm. And um, as there were friends of mine in the group, I went with them uh, to the first uh, rehearsal. And then I never, never stopped. And was this like a community group in Vienna? Or what, what, what kind of group was this? Or for like a school? Yeah, it was called uh, Summer School Red, White, Red because it's the flag of uh, Austria. And uh, it was the first group which existed uh, with Samba. There were Brazilian teachers. Um, even if they um, they are not from Samba schools, but they yeah they came here to Vienna and they wanted to show a bit of their culture. Like rhythms from everywhere, um, s mostly not from Rio, mm -hmm. and uh, like to have a beginning of uh, how music could be from Brazil. And uh, then I started to get into like l reading about Brazil and. First, I fell in love with um, Samba Hagi because we didn't play Batucada, so I didn't know how, how it would be. 
and um, this was also the time when I decided some years later when I studied medicine that uh, I want to do a, a one month in a hospital in Salvador which is yeah, because I wanted to um, make lessons there and to see Olodum, which was my favorite group there. And uh, I was taken for this exchange program. And so 2005 was my first trip to Brazil. Yeah, and I spent one month in uh, Salvador and I took lessons there uh, with Escola Olodum. And um, yeah, then traveled around to Brazil a bit. But I just spent, um, it was in August, September, so there was not a lot of summer. So my first Batucada experience was in Porto da Pedra and Manguera. Porto da Pedra is now in Grupo A. They had been to Especial once, but they are, they, 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 yeah. So this was really nice. We had a, a guided tour because normally you don't know how to get uh, from A to B if, you're, if you've never been to Rio. So it was quite nice and um, yeah. Mm. That's been nice for me meeting you because <laughs> you've been showing me all around. How old were you then when you were in this in that scout group? Do you know? Is it like high school age or? Uh, I started with the scouts when I was six. And when it's the when it, it's a good question. It was uh, when we still had the shilling in <laughs> before we had the <laughs> euro. So I think it was before 2000, maybe it was 1999. <laughs> I think it was 1999, yeah. Okay, so after your first trip to Brazil, then tell me about how you got from that point to now you lead your own group. So how what's the the history in between there? Okay, so after being in this in this first group where this is yeah, it's now like 30 years old. I don't know, they had an anniversary. They are not anymore, but they meet like once a year to play f for something because they don't have, um, yeah, the leader moved to another place in Austria, so it's quite difficult. Um, but this was the, the foundation of Samba in, in, I would say, in Austria. And um, then I went, uh, I left the group. First, I, I continued with this group, but uh, one group uh, split. So some players from this first group, they wanted to do like shows and um, to make it as a mo bit more than once a week. So they made um, shows also, got paid. And um, yeah, we met regularly once a week to make uh, rehearsal and then make shows and we got a bit of money. Was that, was that split a big problem for the community? Yes, because first I haven't been to this group which uh, left and I was like, quite shocked because like I think eight or nine people left from one day to the other How without I think when we were a lot it was like 25 so yeah. yeah and we didn't know why it happened so um, yeah after one or two years I was invited to play with them and um, I would say I liked it because it was like a bit more um, having shows with um, yeah, with things that we um, were training. Challenging. Yeah, challenging. Uh, but as it happened, um, I got into um, some festivals to listen to samba, to Batucada, I would say, Batucada from Rio. And um, I fo we found uh, on internet, there was a workshop pronounced in Germany, in Berlin. 
and it was called Masterclass Batucada with Ivo Mairelis. In this time, he was the mestre of uh, the Bateria from Manguera, which was my favorite school in the beginning. And he also was the leader of Fanquilata, which I really love till now. They don't exist anymore, but I love uh, to hear the music. So um, I went there to make this workshop. And I was really shocked because uh, when we met the other people there, they were already, they came into this uh, workshop room and they were starting to speak. Ah, do you play new technique, old technique? And I was like, okay, on tambourine, yeah. And I was like, you know, we had to send a uh, curriculum vitae. Um, yeah, for the, for the workshop, because it was masterclass. So they I love that idea, <laughs> just to note everybody. Have to send a CV to get into the class. <sighs> yeah, but the problem is that, awesome. yeah, I was writing what I'm playing and what I, I already did, and they took me for the masterclass, and then it was this first meeting with the Temerims, and they said, ah, you play old technique on you, and I, 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 I was just like shocked, uh, there's a new technique. So for me, it was the first yeah. time out of Vienna to... Um, to see what samba really is and we were sitting together and they were speaking ah which bossa do you do you know which diseño which supida and i didn't even know about those words yeah. and uh, we were shown like from the our teachers our first teachers they didn't uh, tell us the real thing about like batucada that there is a sudo primera segunda tercera how the um, afinação is and um what what all the the impression uh, expressions because I think as they didn't come from summer schools they also didn't know so they were like into like doing maybe pagodji somewhere where they were from from Sao Paulo and um, that's why no one knew about this so I was like kind of shocked but also like really impressed and it was this wow workshop yes and um, of course with Ivo as well. And I was afraid that they would kick us out because we turned, we didn't turn the new technique. We tried to start with this, but of course, on on a weekend you cannot um, learn a new technique in this time. So I tried with my old technique, um, and it was really amazing to to remember things that they were showing. It never happened. Like we, when we were making a, a new rhythm or something, it was like. You had weeks of learning this and here in this workshop it was a weekend where you made a full program also he showed us how to get into a box i didn't even know what is a box how to get in and how to get out yeah we were walking on the um, like in front yes no we, yeah we tried to 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 do it how it works but we had a show like on the stage after and uh, this was the f first uh, real contact with batucada and there I met also the, the first people um, who were from the group Blokushis, which is an international um, samba group. And that's how all it started, you know, get the connections. In this time it was like Facebook, I think, didn't exist yet. And um, so you couldn't communicate or maybe it started, but no one, not everyone had it like nowadays. And uh, then I came back to Vienna and I wanted to show my group in this time, I played in this other group, I played Kasha. And uh, I wanted to show them on tambourine, ah, oh, wow, look what you can do. And uh, look, there's another turning, um, another virada. And we tried it. And they were not happy about that new things are coming and that we wanted to change it. So 
after a while um, we found out that not everyone wanted wanted what we wanted and uh, we decided to stop in this group to create another one with um, the things that we wanted to do so that's how Baturim was created uh, 2007 and some people from this group they joined us because they also wanted to to, to yeah learn new things and work more on um, on the real technique than just to make shows and meet and um, yeah so you guys probably heard she mentioned bloco she sometimes called bloco x and if you listen to episode i think it's 28 with chris quig kotu he talks about um he's like a leader of that group and he talks about all about that if you guys want to know what that is it's kind of like a select group of people in europe who meet couple times a year and play but uh yeah <laughs> Clarice is a member of that which is pretty awesome um let's see what's my next question how does your group run do you have section well I guess how many people are in it first of all and then do you have like section leaders for different groups or, or different sections and then how is it how's it structured so first when we started the group we were two who created who created the group and uh we showed the people like um one was showing Hepiki and Kasha and I was showing like I tried to show <laughs> Tambourim as I was also just in the beginning um, and um, we had uh, for the Shokalio we had another Shokalio we didn't have the ones that we now have which are played in Rio and um, to show the pseudos so we were just two people showing everything and we started with a small group we were like 10 people who met regularly um, but then we were growing and um, now we are like, I, I would have to lie, like maybe 20 with the beginners and we also have a dance section and um, now it's like this, we have section training, so we meet on Wednesdays every week, I think just two or three times a year we don't meet, it's like when it's Christmas. Um, but even then people want to play, if it's not the 24th <laughs> or 25th and we say, let's meet on the 26th. And um, so we make sections for tambourim. We make um, we have like a, um, a first floor and the ground floor. So we split. And normally we do like tambourim and shokalio together. But um, like with a director from tambourim and like I would do shokalios as well. And um, then we have section for kasha, for hepiki. Right now, just sometimes when we have one or two interests interested people then we're doing this but most what you can train is tambourine shokalio and kasha how do you incorporate beginners like how do you bring them in do you do you bring in beginners and how do you like train them up to get ready to perform okay so first we um, we we introduce them how the pateria works and our meetings and our rehearsals uh, then they are invited to come in the first, like the first one, two uh, rehearsals, um, we are showing them the instruments and then I ask them what they would like to play. And uh, I tell them from the beginning, Sudo is not possible because Sudo is the, <laughs> the master instrument. So the Sudos are holding all the batteria and if you don't know what it's about and all the breaks and um, it's not possible. So normally the people, they decide no one also decides for happy giving because it's quite also a master instrument and it's like uh, Kasha, Shokalio, Tamborim. It's really sad that um, we don't have interests for quicker. 
because we do have uh, our Kavaku player and uh, Ko Mestre, he's uh, one of the best cricket players. So um, I think if he would um, have time not to make the shows with us with Kavaku and sing, he would play quicker and then the people would fall in love as well with this instrument. And um, so after one month, they're coming like in the beginning from 6 p.m. And we're doing like one and a half hours. First we do, yeah. So first we do sections. We try in the beginning to make it just one by one um, to see the holding of the instrument and uh, the sticks and, and drums. And then um, we have the section training and then we put the, we say the bateria for beginners together also with the old bateria players and we have a slow tempo and we're trying to do the basics like to explain what's a one two three um how how is the sign how i show it um what to play in which part of the samba just really beginners yeah and after like i would say i would even see it in the in the in the beginning if the people are willing to learn if they're training at home if not, it's quite a problem because we want to, of course, bring them into the bateria to make shows because uh, who wants um, to be a master in uh, rehearsing when they could make shows? And yeah, it's really nice if you can speed up and then have nice shows and have nice um, bosses to study and, and songs. So after three months or before, uh, we, we talk to them and we would say, OK, look, you would have to train a bit on this or I think it's not working with you because you we know that you love this music but um, you don't have the feeling and you don't have the, um, the rhythm so I think you don't have to, to, to know an instrument to come in because we have people who already played instruments but they don't have the swing for samba so some people never played an instrument and they just come and they take an instrument like Shokalio and they have a good swing so it depends on and then we are um, uh, it it's like I, I would suggest um, to work more at home and uh, to continue but they, they couldn't uh, be in the um, show of the, bat the bateria who makes the shows so it's like first we make these section trainings then the slow bateria and then we say the people who are making the shows coming together uh, when we are training for a show or when we do new stuff and then they, they, they are watching us. So it's also good to watch because if you're just from the beginning inside, you cannot concentrate on, and if you're outside, you see different things, so. That's a really good point, that have time for people just to watch what's happening. Interesting idea. Um, I had a question, and now I forget. Oh, um, how many shows a year do you do? Like a lot of groups have like one big show that they do. Do you guys have something like that? And also, um, what kind of shows are you doing? Like bar shows in bars and things like this? or? Oh, we're doing everything. So we are playing on um, weddings, which can be in a little garden, mm -hmm. making a garden party. We play on street festivals. We play f in Vienna. We have a lot of uh, balls during the time from October. I don't, uh, I don't know how to say it. It's, uh, balls. balls. Yeah. 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 So they are from the season when it starts to get cold, October till March. Um, and it can be just a small part like uh, to play 10 minutes at midnight or we once had um, a huge show with dancers and with another group we made uh, we tried to show the history of um, Brazil 
And um, then we had the training for some months to get together everyone and to train for this show. We are also traveling to other countries. We um, made shows in uh, for samba festivals and drum, drum festivals like in Slovakia, in Germany. We're playing in um, um, at the, the, the biggest samba street festival out of Brazil. It's in Coburg, the samba festival. And uh, we are the, the second time now here. And um, Coburg Samba Festival. I think the Coburg Samba Festival. I think um, the company who runs this, they are called Samba Co. But it's just known as Coburg Samba Festival. It's always in the second um, weekend of July, which comes together with the final of the um, football um, masterships or, or European mas so it's always like <laughs> yeah so you play with a couple different groups here in Brazil you play with Portela and you play with Estacio um, you actually parade with them what tell us about how that happened in your first trips into Brazil and all that so it's uh, quite a long story I um, stayed in a friend's house it was um, the sister of a friend who lives in uh, Austria and uh, she played in this blocko from her work and uh, I went there and I met yeah it was in Rio and um, I, I, I it was a beginner blocko and uh, there I met a guy with someone told me at, at him as a friend he was in Vienna so we met there in Rio the first time without knowing and we, we were looking at each other I think we know each other and uh, there we went to play at, I don't know, there was another um, bar where we had a little uh, rehearsal and there was a guy and he showed me how I played tambourine and he said, oh, look, I'm a tambourine player from Villa Isabel. Uh, come on Sunday, or I don't know which day it was, uh, come to the next inside of the Hua. I will present you to the tambourine director. Um, try to listen to the song and uh, maybe you can, you can, join the street uh, rehearsal and I was like really nervous and I was listening to the song and trying to do it and uh, he was really nice and he welcomed me and he he put me in and there this was my first um, okay I, I, I could um, I could join them to play I think this was was uh, 2012 oh it was in carnival season and uh, one of the other experiences I had, I, I don't know how I met him. It was a, a tambourine player from uh, Mangera and he invited me as well. So I could uh, be in a rehearsal from Mangera. But like, you know, when you start in one group, then you learn, you get to know people from other groups. And what's always been uh, one of my loves is like Estacio. So there's this guy everyone knows in, in Europe and in Rio, it's Sahia. He came to do workshops with Chris Guade, um, who made the interview with Courtney already. And um, when I was in Rio, he invited me uh, to see Estacio, so I could have a look in the batteria. And then I could also make a uh, rehearsal, make a rehearsal. And uh, the tambourine director on these days, he invited me to come back next year and he told me I would uh, keep a space for you. But of course, the year when I came back, he was not the tambourine director anymore. 
It was the same with Willa. The guy invited me for next year's carnival and when I came back, he stopped to be a, a tambourine director. So I had to wait another time and I did, I think also in 12, um, a uh, street rehearsal with, with Portela, which was really impressive for me. And um, my first carnival was with Alegria da Zona Sun because I used to play with uh, a samba group from London, Paraiso School of Samba. And the director from there, the, the mestre, was also the mestre from Alegria da Zona Sun. So I could go there. And this was good to start with like Grupo A. Um, I was nervous, of course, as well, my first parade, but I, I th I'm happy that I didn't uh, start it right away to be in a Grupo Especial. Feel free to not answer this question if you're uncomfortable answering it, but um, you had told me, you'd shared with me earlier that your mother had cancer and has died recently, and then you had cancer, and then that seems to have affected the way you experience Brazil. Like, you're very um, out, you're out and doing everything, and I think that's really inspiring and really cool. Um, you're constantly, like, texting me, like, let's go do this, let's go do that. <laughs> like, oh, man, I need to sleep. <laughs> but um, would you mind sharing about that with, with the audience, about how that's affected your your playing and, and how you see how you see things so it was like um, I had before I had the diagnosis it was like do I have cancer or not and everyone told me no you won't have cancer why should it be you and I was like about booking a flight to Rio for carnival and I said okay I book my flight and I had this flight and one week later I got to know that I had cancer and of course I wanted to do the surgery right away so I had to cancel my trip and then I had the treatment and surgeries but I from this on I said okay next time when I'm going to Rio I'm going to stay there for longer as much as possible and I'm going to inhale samba because I thought about like you know when you have cancer you're thinking about dying and all the things you want to you do and uh, this was I had cancer before I paraded with Estacio and Portela so this was really up to try somehow to um, get better and train and and get into the batteria somehow and um, yeah since this I worked harder and I booked the f I, I think I was this time I was two months in Rio and I could stay with this um, uh, friend and uh, it helped me a lot also to be like in inside a family and not like to be here in Rio as a tourist and um, yeah it I, I was here on my own in the beginning and it was good to be on my own so and um, yeah I thought like live every day as it would be your last and I'm doing this all the times when I'm in Rio so I'm even like quite nervous when I don't go out once a night like I think last year I stayed at home on a Saturday evening and I was like, oh my God, I'm staying at home. I could go out. So, yeah, I'm trying every day to get as much as possible. Yeah, that's, uh, that's inspiring for me. Um, oh, what's been your favorite group to play with? And can you talk about, I guess, uh, personality differences is the only word I can come up with between like Estacio and Portela. I know the different groups all have kind of a different flavor to them, but what's your, as far as your experience? So it's like, uh, I really love to play with Portela. So this is, if I ever had, it's Portela is one of the oldest schools and um, it's Especial. And I do like their songs, their sambas and 
on the, in the last years they really had like tricky designs for the tambourine so it's like when i got it um, to study at home it's not like uh, you're listening to this you listen to the song and uh, to the design and you have it in two hours so it's like you have to work it out you have to train you have to find new techniques and how to play those because normally i played uh, two one and last year i started to play three one but i switched into two two and with portella you have parts where you play one one so it's like a mixture of everything so when it's quite fast one one is just up down up down it's like yeah and um, they have really crazy stuff so it's like every year it's like okay what's going to happen and yes and um, that's what i really love about portella and of course the swing of the batteria and how i used to cut there because i also made like in berlin when my first class was, was with ivo um, some years later my my classes were with uh, nilo from portella so he also invited people from Europe to come and play in his batteria. That's how it also started with me. And now we are some gringos who are playing um, every year in Portela. We are always the same people. Um, yeah, that's great. And Estacio was also was one of my first groups that were shown to me. And it's, yeah, it's a special group for me. And also like to know the people from, from, for so many years like six years since I'm here and um, when you're coming home it's um, like you've never been away and this is yeah Estacio is more from I don't know not from I, I wouldn't say familiar I think it is maybe it's also because I live close to Estacio but it's um, yeah those schools I, I, w I wouldn't be able to decide which is better they all they have the special things and um, one is especial the other one is a but uh, of course dream dream would be also to parade like with schools like Saugero, Chishuka, Uniaudailia and Manguera those are groups that I really love and I find they have lovely songs uh, so yeah excellent um, so Running a group is a lot of work, like running your group at home. It's a lot of work. What, um, and it can be frustrating and there can be drama. Um, what is, what keeps you going? What inspires you to keep, keep doing this? It's uh, one part that when you're teaching people and you see how they get better, this is really great. And sometimes when you're matching, okay, this will never work, but then it works and it's like, wow. And those people switch really into just like, okay, once a week I come here and I, it's one of my hobbies, like drawing or like uh, learning another instrument or language. They are getting more into. And our group is not only a group to meet once. We are friends. We know each other for almost like a lot of people are inside from the beginning or like one year after the beginning. So we're going on holidays together. And when we're doing shows, like we played two years in Spain, in Mallorca. So we rented then an apartment together. And uh, when we're going to play in Serbia, it's the same. So we are also going on holidays together. We spend Christmas or um, um, New Year's Eve together every year. Yes, it's uh, our summer family. And... Um, also that when you're teaching you have to think about uh, what can I do and it's it's a procession so like 10 years ago I would have done other things it was just like okay one samba song after the other but now it's like 
other people from the group they also have ideas and they listen to and then we mix it together and then i i get to learn from them what they said okay let's do another rhythm what we bring into the show and um, also to, to make this thing together with the kavaku player and with the singer and to think about what can i show them and i when you also have to learn all the instruments to show them it's good i want to do something for my brain so that's maybe why i stopped with these other groups because it was just to go there and play the same thing but i'm trying like to bring mostly not all the weeks but um when when we are shortly shortly before the um, the festival that we will play i try to bring in every week something new if it's a new bossa or a new rhythm so it's not only for me to learn also for them to learn i try to so sometimes we're working on one thing for two weeks but i like to to continue and to grow with things and not to stay on the same from the stories you've told me it sounds like when you guys have had workshops with um mestries your your group learns very quickly how did you get them to the point where everyone is like a pretty good player is it just being selective with people you let in or or, or how does that work so it's how like it's like i said when when the people are starting in the group after a time we will tell them okay you're good enough to continue in the in the show section and um then it's like okay when you're doing a workshop you have people who learn it faster and sometimes it's like we are continuing to do this difficult stuff and then we are working on this on the other ensayos on the other rehearsals that we have or it's like um, we invite someone and he gets the level right into the m in the middle so there are people who can play it and maybe there's someone who cannot play it and then this one gets another easier easier yeah um ca uh, pattern mm -hmm. like for the kasha or it's easier for yeah. the shokalio yeah. but as we record it uh, we're trying to go back and to see how Learn it started it. Yeah, yeah. and then to train those yeah. things mm -hmm. that um mm -hmm. didn't work but yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, so what has been you've had a lot of experiences doing this you've been doing this a long time what has been your happiest moment playing Okay, the happiest moment, of course, um, was last year the parade with Bordella. Mm. And um, not only to parade, it's even like when you're doing the inside technical in Sapokai, it's amazing. Um, even if you're quite nervous, also for the disfile. But the really wow thing was um, we were waiting for the churches to get the notes for the summer school in Bordella. The churches? That, um, how to say the you know when they're giving the points away uh -huh. for the um, to say how many uh, which points uh, does the samba group get how many points does the dance yeah, do the yeah, dancers yeah, get yeah, yeah. it's like the um, the ranking or yeah whatever. the ranking yeah, yeah. so um, a friend I, I had been in Portela as well when we didn't when we didn't win yeah. so it was quite frustrating yeah. so my friend told me okay don't just wait a moment <laughs> we will meet at her home she's just living uh, two streets from Portela so we met at her place, we turned on the television and uh, <laughs> we wanted to eat something, we, we uh, took a pizza in the oven and we starting, and they're starting with the points and there were so many points uh, with the note 10, which is the highest point to get and we were getting nervous and then we said, okay, if it's the next um, 
thing to be judged. Mm -hmm. Judged? It's judged? Yeah. Okay. Judged. Uh, then we are packing our things and then we going. will see if we're going. <laughs> so it was again point, uh, the 10 points from all the judges wow. and uh, we took the pizza out of the oven. We took our stuff, we were running and on the way to run to the Guadra, we had people standing um, outside, they were on the street, they had the televisions there, right, right. you could hear the people screaming after you oh had noted days. <laughs> and we were stopping on all the televisions to see, right. running to the next television. And uh, we arrived there and then just half an hour later, it was, um, it was clear that we yeah. won and this was really the best party ever. And then uh, to walk in the desfile from the, uh, in the, yeah, in the parade of the champions uh, as a winner with Montana. So this is um, what the best moment, yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> well, um, thank you for taking the time to do this. And also thank you for showing me around. I really appreciate it because I'm a little lost here. <laughs> and you've got a lot of information and knowledge. And yeah, I appreciate it. Um, thanks for coming on. Thanks for you too. And we also want to thank everybody that's uh, following us on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. We'd like to give a shout out to um, someone who sent us a message that is Niall Gregory in Ireland. I hope it's Niall or is it Neil? Uh, so I'm giving him a shout out because he uh, sent us a nice uh, email and also wanted to give a plug for um, some work that they're doing in Ireland. There's um, uh, an album on Spotify called Kachimbo, C-A-C-H-I-M-B-O, and it's a mixture of Afro-Cuban, uh, Brazilian, um, there's some bomba in there, so if you get a chance... Uh, check out Kachimbo if you're looking for the um, for them on the uh, on Spotify. The album itself is called C M E L U S I E M I I L U. So you will find it on Spotify um, under Kachimbo C M E L U, and uh, the album cover has a uh, check it on the front of it. So check it out, Kachimbo. I do our listener, Niall, in Ireland. I hope it's not Neil. Something else I'd like to bring up that um, I've been meaning to bring up, but I just keep spacing it. Um, I took some one-on-one -on -one Portuguese lessons when I was in Rio from Christiane Santos. And I would really, I just want to give her a shout out and recommend her on this podcast. To, if you guys want to take lessons from her, she does Skype lessons. So you can... Um, do it from the comfort of your home over your little phone or on your computer or whatever. So um, she's on Facebook. I'll have the link on um, this episode page. But you can also contact her at Hotmail. So she's S-A-N-T-O-S-C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-E at Hotmail. You can also find her on Facebook, um, Santos Christian. So she's also on WhatsApp. So anyway... Um, yeah, get in touch with her if you really want to learn some good Portuguese. She was really good. I've taken one-on-one -on -one classes before with um, Spanish, trying to learn, you know, and uh, I, th I feel like a lot of teachers just stick to their formula that they've been taught to teach or that they've come up with. And she really quickly honed in on what I did not know and 
and just started addressing those things right away. Really, um, I guess I don't have the right words for it. She really um, taught me a lot. She figured out exactly where my level was and exactly kind of the things I needed to know and the, the gaps I was missing and the way she um, wrote things down, did this vocabulary list as we were talking. And she just, I don't know, her, her style of speaking slowly and her visual style way the way she wrote things down and had her paper all sectioned off i can't describe it she was just perfect she was perfect so um yes if you are looking for really good portuguese classes get in touch with her and you can find that on our website thebrazilianbeat.com all right thanks um we'd also like to thank sergio krakowski he's always sending us great videos and information and we are excited to see him um, teaching once again at california brazil camp this summer he's an amazing pandeiro player if you haven't had a chance to see him perform check out his videos he's all over um youtube and uh, the likes so uh, that's sergio krakowski it's s-e-r-g-i-o krakowski is k-r-a-k-o-w-s-k-i um, sergio krakowski pandero is all you have to look for and he's just amazing so hey sergio i hope you're listening and let's see as niall did send in your um groups why don't you send us your videos or recordings? We'd love to give a shout out and um, announce to the world that uh, your group has um, some work out there. And we'd love for all our listeners to be able to share on that. So send us your videos, recordings, um, whatever's out there. We want to hear what's out there. Also, if you are enjoying this podcast... Um, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. You can give us a five star and it helps us know what's going on out there. And if you could um, actually, if you could do a, a review, that would be great because it's always nice to hear um, feedback. If you would like to communicate with us, you can always catch us on our email, thebrazilianbeat at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at brazilianbeat1, B R A Z I. L-I-A-N-B-E-A-T-1. We're on Facebook as the Brazilian Beat Podcast. That's our Facebook page. We're on Instagram as the Brazilian Beat. You can check out our website at www.thebrazilianbeat.com. And you can check out the podcast itself on, as mentioned, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Google Play, Player FM, and let us know if there are any other players that you use um, to listen to our podcast well sorry for the long delay between uh, podcasts but you know life happens and we get busy and so we're glad to be back at it and bringing you content and uh, sharing stories from across the globe so so glad to be back hope you like this episode ciao